This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today we maliciously comply with a dumb dress code. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, Pennywise, pound foolish. Years back, I worked in regional sales. My base was in Portland, but the job had me traveling to Seattle on a regular basis. We had a small branch there. It had been downsized, leaving me with the responsibility to manage their existing accounts. The business was on a long, downhill slide, but that's a story for another day. When I made these monthly or so visits, the drive was far enough that it required an overnight stay. The unspoken rule was, stay somewhere decent but not extravagant. Knowing that the company was suffering a bit, I chose a national chain hotel that had several advantages. It was clean and safe, within walking distance of the branch office, offered a continental breakfast, and free parking. Free parking is not all that common at hotels in Seattle. We were also given a per diem for each of the three daily meals. I chose the hotel based on the fact that I wouldn't need a breakfast, and therefore saved the company money by staying in lodging that offered a free one. That worked well for me because I'm not a huge breakfast eater, and when I was up there, I liked to maximize my time with branch personnel and our customers. I had to pack a lot into short two-day visits. On one trip, I had to get up very early in the morning to begin a particularly packed day. I skipped both breakfast and lunch altogether. I simply didn't feel that I had the time to waste. Plus, Seattle is big, traffic is bad, and often there were many miles between customers. I had started out at 7am and finished about 6.30pm. I was tired, but even more famished. I went to a nice, but not overly expensive place for dinner. When I got the bill, it was about $10 more than my dinner per diem limit. I figured it was no problem, since the total was only about 10% more and still far below the daily allowance for all three meals. About a week after I got back, the branch manager in Portland barked at me, come into my office. I hadn't a clue what I'd done wrong, but the look on his face told me he wasn't pleased. He pulls out my expense report and says, what's this charge for dinner? You know that's more than you're allowed, right? I think he expected me to fall on my sword and beg for mercy for having violated policy. I did the opposite. I said, DB, please understand that I never charge for breakfast, although I could. Also on the day in question I skipped lunch as well, so the total, while above the limit, is still far below what I'm entitled to for daily meals. He grunted. He still wasn't happy. I continued, I know the company's struggling, that's why I chose to stay where I stay. It's affordable, has free parking and free breakfast. If you look back, I've never charged the company for it and only about half the time for lunch. He knew I was right, but he decided to show me that he was the manager and that I had to adhere strictly to the rules. Well, that's all well and good, but the per diem limits are clear and you are never to exceed them again. 
I don't want to see another expense account like this on my desk ever again. Is that understood? He peered at me over his glasses with a stern grimace. I said, perfectly, and left his office. From that day forward, I charged the maximum allowed per diem for each and every meal. Over the next several years, it cost the company many hundreds more than it needed to, but since reason and accounting skills weren't my manager's forte, I felt more than justified for strictly adhering to the rule, and was a richer man for it. I can't tell you how many times I've heard variations of similar stories like this. These managers, businesses, accountants that are trying to crack down on pennies end up just pissing off the workers and they decide, screw it, might as well just take everything I can get then. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, yeah, I guess so, but if I do, I think you should too. Break a leg, boss. I live in Missouri. If you live in the Kabul slash Willow Springs area, do not shop at Shetler's. It's a little cafe slash discount grocery store. I have no problem saying they sell out-of-date food to innocent old people who don't know better, and their cafe uses unsafe ingredients. And if we throw away rotten or bad food, it comes out of our paycheck. The manager is a racist, and so are a few of the employees. They also didn't appreciate gay people in the store as shoppers or employees. Anyhow, I used to work there. They fired me over dumb reasons. So, yeah, screw Rose the manager. I worked in the freezer department, and due to the fact that people would hang out in our freezers to pass time when there was nothing to do, Rose put a rule in place that an employee with higher status was to accompany other employees into the freezer at all times. Now, most of the time, no one followed this rule because it was dumb and we still did our work. For context, the store closes at 8, but all of the back staff clocked out at 5. I usually was there a little after 5, just doing last-minute stocking and cleaning. Anyhow, one night, as usual, everyone clocks out at 5. I'm finishing up with freezer stuff. Rose happens to walk over and asks if I was still clocked in. Oh yeah, she would regularly ask me to clock out at 5, but continue to work so much fun. Anyhow, she asks whether or not I'm still clocked in. I say yes. She asks why there's no hot wings out in the front where customers could get some. I said we were out and would be getting them on Monday, but she said they should be here by Saturday night. I said yes, but the shipment would be getting here after I left. I wouldn't be able to put it out until Monday. She asks if we can take a trip to the back to double check. I say that I know we don't have any, but she says she's the manager and she knows we should have some because she has no idea what goes on in the back. I decide to maliciously comply. I say I can, but I need her to come with me. She asks me why I can't just get someone from the back, but I tell her they've all clocked out already. She says fine, but that she needs a jacket. Since it's summer, she didn't bring one and all of the spare ones are too small. So we go into the freezer, me bundled up in my blizzard attire, her in a t-shirt, dress, bonnet, and sandals. So we go in. It's literally snowing. I start climbing up boxes, crawling under stuff, looking, searching for this mythical box of wings. After about 15 minutes of thorough searching, she asks if I found them. I said no, but per her request, I will keep searching. The quest continues. Now, keep in mind, these freezers are about as large as a large school cafeteria. It took me about 45 minutes to check through the entire freezer, detailed, to find the wings. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I tell her I'm done in this one and she relieved, thanks me for looking. No, no, I say, this is just the first freezer. Still two more to look through. Her face drops. She says she thinks we're fine, but oh no, I insist. She said we should have some. I'm just following her orders. Two hours and 30 minutes later, still no sign of the legendary chicken wings. We exit the third freezer, and I swear her lips were blue. I shrug and say, huh, I guess they aren't in there. She, relieved, says I can check out now. But oh wait. Glorious day, the shipment of frozen stuff comes in. She wishes me luck and goes to leave, but I say, wait, I need to put this new shipment into their respective freezers, and I need a higher up to accompany me. She's clearly pissed at this point, actively shivering, but eh, her rules, not mine. Another 45 minutes, give or take, and boy were my hand warmers useful. All the crates full of frozen stuff is in the freezer, but are we done? Nope. Since I'm still here, I might as well restock the shelves in the front of the store, and, well, I need a manager to accompany me for that too. Before long, those chicken wings were out on the shelf, conveniently ready for customers to buy. At 8.30, I clock out with all of the front of store staff, and Miss Rose hangs out in the hot kitchen to warm up. $121.50 richer than I was when I woke up, I went home and ate dinner. Come Monday, Rose announced that there was no longer limitations on who could be in the freezer and when, just as long as we kept our production on course. And I guess we did. Dumb rules, am I right? But it all worked out. I'm just happy she got cold feet when she did. It just sucked that she gave me the cold shoulder over her own dumb rule. You just have to love that you were able to drag them through that muddy mess that they created by making these dumb rules. This next story is the time my dispatcher tried to micromanage me. So this happened about 8 years ago. I'm a CDL truck driver. That being said, we have certain FMCSA rules we have to follow, such as 11 hours max drive time a day, 14 hour max of on duty a day, then a 14 hour clock that ticks down from the second you leave off duty or sleeper berth status. Then there's also company policies, such as we're supposed to start driving once our 10-hour break is up. This will become very relevant later on. Now, I was always on time with my deliveries, never had any issues when it came to that. There was one trip I was on, I went from somewhere in California to some construction site in Indiana. I had plenty of time to do the trip and be early as I usually was, so the night before my delivery appointment, I parked at a truck stop roughly 30 miles away. I gave myself two hours in the morning to get there and still be an hour early. I anticipated traffic, but what I didn't anticipate was nature's urgent calling. I ended up being 30 minutes late due to the combination of those two things. 
My dispatcher messaged me, upset that I was late. I explained what happened and then she gave me grief because I was late and had been off duty for 14 hours total and company policy says I'm required to start driving after my 10 hour break. I asked her not to micromanage me and she responded with she was going to put a service violation on my report. I told her to go ahead and I'll be following DOT and company rules to the T to avoid any future issues. Now when CDL driving, anything you do in the truck is supposed to be logged as on duty or driving. I hauled flatbeds. I was responsible for securing my loads and tarping them. That can take on average anywhere from 45 minutes to sometimes 2 hours. Almost all drivers only log about 30 minutes though, saves time on our 70 hour clock myself included. We also only log about 30 minutes on duty for loading and unloading, then go into our off-duty status. Always takes over an hour minimum to get loaded or unloaded. The 10-hour breaks are required to reset your 11-hour drive time and 14-hour daily clock. If you're off-duty for 9.5 hours and go on duty again, you have to restart your 10-hour break. I was in the habit of always parking as close to my delivery as possible, and I ran my truck so I was parked by 5 or 6 in the afternoon. That week, if I parked 10 miles from the customer and I had a 9am unload time, I would drive to the customer as soon as my 10 hour break was up. At about 4am, I'd head 10 miles down the road for a 9am unload, I'd go off duty at 9, I'd go back on duty to log the entire unload time. My dispatcher messaged me asking why I went so early to the customer and I responded back with the company policy. She wasn't happy because that severely limited how many miles I could go for for that day. I continued this process of maliciously going on duty for the most mundane things, being extremely early and in general destroying my 70 hour work clock with a bunch of senseless on duty time that per company policy, was required to be logged, even though it's like an unwritten rule to just log 30 minutes and go off duty to preserve your clock. I usually averaged 2,500 miles a week. That week, I barely got 1,100 miles because I was consistently running out of time on my 14-hour clock. Every time my dispatcher fussed at me, I cited the company policy or FMCSA rule relevant to why I'd gone on duty at whatever time. She never said a word to me again about how I run the truck. I mean, OP's obviously very proud of what they did, but they literally did only like what's fair to them, which is they stopped doing free work. They stopped doing free labor off the clock. This next story is manager tries to crack down on dress code. I respond by wearing yoga pants to work. So I, 34 year old male, used to work at a popular convenience store, really popular with a cult-like following chain years ago. I've always been a bit of a clown but very good at following rules while doing so. After working there a few years and seeing managers come and go, we got in a new woman who was just miserable and really wanted to flex her authority. Shortly after she started, she posted the uniform portion of the handbook in the break room and started complaining about people's attire, but clearly took the biggest issue with girls wearing yoga pants. So, me being the petty rule follower I am, I combed through the policy and noticed some things in the wording. The rules stated that yoga pants are allowed as long as the ankles flared, and there was no gender designation for these articles. 
cue malicious compliance. I and a friend went to Walmart after work and bought me a couple of pairs of flared yoga pants. Now, mind you, I'm not a huge guy, but I am chubby and have a big beard. I began wearing them almost every day I worked, and especially if she was working. This infuriated her. I would regularly hear her protests and even saw her go to the assistant GM and the GM. Their response was always, I can't say anything, he's in dress code. This continued for a month tops before she requested a transfer. But what made it even more fun was trolling weird, pervert customers. They would stand at the deli area and gawk at the young ladies working, especially if they were bent over the hot food table. When I would notice this, I would sidle over beside them and give the boys two butts to look at before whipping my head around and making eye contact with them. The level of disgust on their faces filled my heart with joy. Honestly, I'm sure all of those women that work there, who I'm sure are pretty used to being watched all the time by these creepy customers, love having some guy like OP come along to just kind of rain a bit on those creepers parades. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 